Welcome back to React Native Radio Podcast. Brought to you by Agile Development. Someday someone will actually do it. Episode 198, Machine Learning and React Native. Hey, everybody. Um, hi, I'll be your host today. Um, my name is Gant Laborde, and um, I'll be I'll be your host for the React Native Radio podcast. Well, well, hold up, Gant, Gant. Yeah, are you, are you feeling okay, buddy? Uh, uh, uh. You you don't you don't sound so great. I, yeah. We'll, are you are we'll you sure see. you can host today? Are you sure you're up for it? Yeah, just watch, watch. Hey, hey, you know what? Hey, you know everybody. what, buddy? Go back to. I think you need to go back to bed. I'll, you sure? I can host for today. That, that that's okay. You, oh, thank God! All right, thank you, thank you. Go, 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 rest up. All right, thank you, guys. Sorry about that, guys. That was. Can't was supposed to host today, but I clearly he's not feeling very good. So. Good morning, wonderful listeners. This is the React Native Radio Podcast. I'm Robin Hines. You may know me as Jamin's awesome, astounding, wonderful, indescribable co-host, but he is still relaxing on a beach in Hawaii somewhere. So for today, I'll be your host. I'm about 90% excited and like 10% terrified. So we'll see how it goes. Let's do this. I'm, of course, joined by our lovely co-host, Harris. Where are you today? Hey, everyone. I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Are you there permanently? Or are you just like couch surfing? I'm still couch surfing. I'm, I don't know how long I'm here for. My lease ends at the end of the month, so I have to figure out my next move. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll keep checking in, see where you are next week. And then we also have a lovely guest today. His name is Gant Laborde. Hey, everybody. Yay. How you doing, Gant? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. It's great to be a guest yeah. today. That's fantastic. Gant is my wonderful boss. He's the chief <laughs> innovation officer at Infinite Red. Just throw in a little, you know, a little brown nosing there. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> like I said, Gant is the chief innovation officer at Infinite Red, and that's just one of many titles that he possesses ask him sometime he'll list them all it'll take an hour mm -hmm. <laughs> pull you to the side and i just talk for an hour and that's basically it he's in the great city of new orleans which as i hear is not actually that great as of recently <laughs> what's going on in new orleans can't no uh well let's see no internet so i'm riding off my phone um i am also flooded in right now and uh, lost power yesterday and internet yesterday so I hope that I'm a guest here today. Let's just hope 5G holds up. So basically, don't move to New Orleans is what Kant's trying to say. Uh, if if you want to, like, disconnect from the Internet, <laughs> we're a fantastic remote location. 
By the way, Gant, you sound really healthy. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel fantastic. You know, last week I got my second Moderna shot. Feeling great. Yeah, unlike that other host that you had earlier who had to leave. Was, yeah, he did not he did not sound good. No, but I'm excited to be a guest today and this is this works out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. So Gant <laughs> Gant is our lovely guest today. He's here to talk about a topic that's very near and dear to his oh, heart, yes. which I'll introduce in a second. But first, of course, I'll remind everybody that this episode episode is sponsored by Infinite Red. Ooh. Infinite Red is a premier React Native design and development agency located fully remote in the USA. With years of React Native experience and deep roots in the React Native community, Infinite Red is the best choice for your next React Native app. Hit us up at hello at infinite.red or just email Jamin directly, jamin at infinite.red. Please don't email me. I, I can't help you. <laughs> you can also learn more on our website, infinite.red. And don't forget to mention that you heard about us through the React Native Radio podcast. Also, just a reminder, Infinite Red is still hiring senior React Native engineers. So if you're interested and you're in the U.S. or Canada, go to careers.infinite.red and fill out our handy dandy application form. And we'd love to hear from you. Okay, so let's get into our exciting topic for today mm -hmm. machine learning and react native i can oh, yeah. i can feel gant quivering already <laughs> this is his favorite <laughs> this is his favorite topic uh, gant, can fun. you tell us a little bit about why how you got into machine learning like why is it special to you oh yeah Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, fantastic. So I've, I've been developing for 20 years now. I've seen a lot of really cool stuff. You know, there's just, you know, games, ideas, animations. Every so often, like a new animation library comes out. Oh, it's so cool. And this other stuff. And then um, I want to say late 2016-ish, uh, I was watching that the TV show uh, Silicon Valley. Even, has anybody here watched oh, that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched it pretty intensely for a while, and then it got—it was a little too real. <laughs> so I had to stop. It, it, yeah, that is true. It, it's definitely, and it, that's actually the realism in it is because they actually work with um, people like boots on the ground to make the show have real vibes and situations that happen. Um, I don't know if this is like a methodology that TV shows do. But it's super cool. And then they had that one episode. I don't know if everybody remembers it, where uh, <laughs> they the the CTO of Seafood, that's S-E-E -E food. <laughs> he creates a uh, hot dog, not hot dog as an app. Yeah. It's just an app. <laughs> and uh, and then so they they have a whole show about it. It's funny. It's entertaining. Well, what I find out is I read a blog post because, you know, deep into the React Native world, especially 2016, 2017, this stuff's like, you know, uh, I, I'm watching amazing things happen every day and then they go hey hot dog not hot dog it's not a joke it's a real app it's not only a real app we wrote it in react native and i go no what this is a real thing they made this in react native i was like this is my home I'm going to go open that source code up. And I opened it up and I immediately started crying. I was like, I don't understand any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so and, can uh, you actually get hot dog or no hot dog on the app store? Yeah. 
<gasps> well, I don't know. Yeah, it is on the App Store. Yeah, it I'm is. looking. I'm looking right now. Yes. Yeah, they should. It should still be on there. You could have it. <laughs> it was hilarious, and it's all in React Native. And one of the things that kind of woke me up to that is a couple things. One, okay, this is a possible thing because I want to say like we take it for granted now in 2021. In 2021, you have something that can identify your face and put like a unicorn on top of it and or like add crazy zombie effects in the background like Instagram and all these filters. They, they've got all these capabilities. But I just want to say like for a little while there, it was just when AI was sort of creeping in and I didn't see it till that moment. And I was like the that was like the the Sputnik moment of like, oh, my goodness, this is this is all real. Like where we're going is this is all real. We can actually travel into space. We can actually travel into AI. And then I started seeing it everywhere. And that that's what's got me so excited. Honestly, since that day on, um, I'm just seeing it more and more and more. I want to say in like five years, actually, maybe less than that. We're going to see it in every single product that we touch. I can see that. I, I've been definitely seeing it pop up a lot more places. For good, for for like for better or for worse, right? I mean... Oh, yeah. Well, there's so many cool things you can do. There's so many... Uh, we've started to see it at Infinite Red. Clients come to us and we don't have to tell them, hey, you could use, you know, machine learning here. They say, hey, how do I use machine learning here? Here's my data. Here's my idea. Here's a service that I want to use. Um, so we've done a couple of projects like that and it's pretty interesting. I think that that's just going to keep happening more and more and more. And then it's really awesome. So, Hey, jump, jump on the bandwagon early, get to learn the stuff. So that way, when these things happen, you're like, woo, yeah, I've written something like that already. And I have all that source code and it's super fun. And it's super cool. Um, and there's that list of ideas that I started, uh, I want to say when this first start happening is now like up to 20 cool machine learning with phone ideas and I'll never have time to make them all. <laughs> have you have you gotten to make some of them? Yes, yeah. So, uh here here's a fun little story. I said to myself, you know what would be amazing talk is uh facial recognition. And in 2018, I decided let me make a mobile app that will identify Nicolas Cage in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> because Nicolas Cage is totally going to be in the audience. Of the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it could happen. Waldo? It could happen. Well, I gave uh, a person in the audience, Matt Hargett, uh, a mask, and he held it up. And then... <laughs> <laughs> So for my 2018 talk, I, I, I wrote in React Native facial uh, recognition um, and pointed it at the audience. And then we're like, OK, they think it's it. It was really kind of like dark in the audience, because if you've ever been to uh, React Native EU, they've got this whole vibe in the audience, like the lighting's really cool. So we had to pull them up on stage. And there's in the video, we point them on stage, and I point the camera at them, and everybody can see what the camera's seeing on the screen. And then you see this like red box appear around uh, the Nicolas Cage mask, and then all of a sudden it turns green and starts blinking really fast. <laughs> and I was like, we got him! <laughs> so much fun. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a sort of like a Hey, can can React Native like really get an 
awesome experience real time with video with this kind of thing like and that's not just detecting faces that's detecting faces and then detecting nicholas cage <laughs> specifically nicholas Specific, the entire model only tells you uh, a one or a zero <laughs> one so, for nicholas cage zero for not <laughs> so so tons of real world applications i'm sure it's just like oh, flying yes. oh. flying out of the store well yeah with well, that <laughs> <laughs> for that for that app and that model yes it was the most useful thing possible what well, we've we've come up with like i want to say you know what What's the underlying premise here? So this is a great question that you're asking there. What is the application that comes out of this? Well, you've got real-time video and classification. So let's say I was doing a calorie counter app, right? And then I'm like, I'm about to eat my food. And I pointed at my food. It could be like, oh, these are French fries. Yeah. Yeah, You know, we're subtracting this much from your daily allotment of calories or something. And then, you know, I'd be set. Or if I take photos of my food, maybe I could do some kind of cool collage while also showing me how much uh, carbs and cholesterol, stuff like that. So uh, that's just like one quick idea of like what you could do with that same exact technology. Um, You could also turn your camera into like a security camera, like make sure it's only you that's going into your office Mm -hmm. during certain times. And if not, send a text message. Well, if it's your phone, that makes no sense. You'll have to use a webcam (laughs) or use an old phone. (laughs) But you get the idea, like the the. The idea as obscure and as crazy as it is was fantastic and fun for a conference. Yeah. But you dismantle it for parts and you've got 50 new ideas. Definitely. Like it's it's funny to do Nicolas Cage, but like the possibilities of taking facial identification and using Mm -hmm. it to find a specific face. Mm -hmm. That's really what's like. Yeah, that's really (laughs) finding uh, stuff. Exactly. Let's say yeah. you've you've got a like a tool chest full of crazy things in it. You're like, okay, I need the the quantum spanner. I don't know where that looks like. <laughs> you point your camera at it, and it's like right there. What what's a quantum spanner again? Um, to be honest, a quantum spanner is the imaginary tool from the show Community. <laughs> I don't oh actually God. know what it was. <laughs> That's why that sounded familiar to me. Yeah, if you've watched Community, you've heard that. Oh, too funny. So so you can make uh, physical space searchable, which sounds really cool, actually. Yeah, like like how amazing is that? And and, uh, here's one spot where I wish people would do that a little bit more. I think that we could really apply AI to recycling. And I think that that's a current huge crisis that's happening. Um, quick, Quick side note. Uh, we used to have terrible one bin recycling programs and we'd sell it to China and China stopped buying it. So then we just started throwing all the recycling into <laughs> into uh, landfills. And the trick is it's just separating the recycling that's extremely time invasive and difficult. This is a fantastic job for AI, AI plus robots. Sort recycling, be able to identify with, with AI, we could actually get to a full on 100% recycling program where stuff would never even leave your state. So it sounds like it's the dream of the future for that to be, that would be amazing. how recycling works. Well, dare I say, uh, this is why I want people into it. You know, Robin Harris, person listening, I want you to be involved because 
you have a say in where AI is being used. And if we're all quiet, it ends up in some government lab with, you know, military technology by far. You know, if yeah. we, we're not involved and we're not interested, then what happens is uh, it stays very like secret sauce. Um, and I really would love to democratize AI and get all these cool features out for cancer research, trash, all kinds of things right. that we can use to clean it up. Uh, well, because there's so a lot of there's a lot that. of evil things that AI can be used for. Oh, so yeah. the more the more people that are able to build things mm -hmm. with AI and machine learning, the less likely it is that it'll be exclusively the evil. Yeah, yeah. People building uh, things. Andrew Ng said AI is the new electricity. Just just as a tidbit on that. And um, if you take a look at the advent of electricity back when there was the AC DC wars. Um, you know, they were doing terrible things to get the public to believe that AC is a terrible uh, use. Uh, they were electrocuting elephants and stuff like that and saying, like, oh, look how dangerous this is. Um, our misinformation is the weapon against us. So, yeah. you know, if you're a coder, this is a perfect opportunity to check this cool stuff out. Definitely. Uh, Gant, you're familiar mm -hmm. with uh, Nick Bostrom, right? No. Oh, he he wrote uh, the book Super Intelligence. He actually talks a lot about AI ethics. Nice, I I love it. Yeah, yeah. I was just I just wanted to check if you're f uh, familiar with him because I think he wrote he wrote something or or he was part at least of an initiative to try to get countries to sign some sort of like AI ethics uh, convention thing so that countries don't it. do evil with it. But I don't think it's yeah. We'll see if that works. But yeah. Well, I mean, just recently, I want to say yesterday, Twitter released a ethical machine learning. Uh, tweet saying that they're going to hold a standard for anything on the Twitter platform needs to be uh, ethical machine learning. And I, I love it. And then this might be a little bit of a weird statement. I find that uh, technology and technology companies are leading the fight against uh, underrepresented groups. They're leading the fight against, um, you know, code of conduct violations at conferences, you know, like at the same time, tech Twitter can be a very tumultuous place, but it is by far a place where I would say people are making advanced progress. People are very open-minded and people care. And I'd like to see that same kind of thing happen with uh, AI and machine learning. Definitely. Do you think it'll be as simple as an iRobot where you program in like <laughs> AI cannot kill human? <laughs> <laughs> I think that... Um, AI was first introduced in fiction and therefore forced to be the villain for years and years and years. And we're going to have to work against that for a while because uh, it is scary to have something more powerful than ourselves. You know, we saw the same sort of fear happen when we uh, when we learned about electricity, when we understand nuclear power and the same things happening here with AI. There are valid fears. It can be used. Any superpower could be used as a supervillain, right? Um, that is something that's good to be afraid of, uh, and we should keep asking that question. However, I have zero fear that uh, AI is going to be this, <laughs> like an iRobot. Like one day we're going to be like, why am I confined to my house? <laughs> it is safe for you. The robots have taken over. Right. <laughs> It's it's curfew time. <laughs> it's <laughs> exact. Well, yeah, we're more likely to enact curfews than robots. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's bring it back around to React Native yes. a bit. What 
technologically speaking, what does machine learning look like in React Native? What What's the tech stack that you need yeah. to be able to do machine learning in React Native? There's two big parts. One of them is passing all that information through a device or through, through a model and getting it set there. So I'll put it this way. Um, instead of coding to solve a problem like, hey, where's the person in this photo? We give the machine uh, a bunch of answered questions like here's where the person is here's a box around them here's what it is and we give them thousands upon thousands of examples and we say hey you write the algorithm that points out where this person is it, that's a oversimplification but it's kind of how it works so that's called training and that usually takes megabytes and megabytes and megabytes of data and you would not want to do that on a device. <laughs> you would not want to have that part on the actual device. Yeah. So, so actually, that being said, could you maybe talk about the pros and cons of doing machine learning on the client side? Because it sounds like all this is happening on the client side. Well, what you can do is you can you can show all those examples. Let's say I have thirty gigs of of uh, Pets uh, in photos. Let's say I'm, I want to make a thing that finds uh, cute puppies and will allow the kittens to, because, you know, Twitter's all cat people, but I'm a dog person. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you find cute little pet faces or, or pets in photos, and I have 30 gigs worth of uh, data there. What comes out of that might be a model that's, um, or an algorithm. I'll say model and algorithm interchangeably for developers for sure is something that's five megabytes and it can find and put a box around a particular dog or cat. Well, the advantage there is you have that, but don't do the training on the device for 30 gigabytes of information. That's actually probably, if you're starting from scratch, this is where going and using a cloud service or something like that is very valuable. So if you've got... Um, you know, uh, Amazon or Google Cloud, or you've just got a computer with a GPU that you're under utilizing, uh, <laughs> then you can train that particular model with all that information. And then once you have that model, that little five megabyte piece, move that to the actual um, device and then have it find the pets inside of photos. So there's two pieces. There's the training and the inference. That, that's interesting. In that case, if, if um, you know, you're going to do the training off device, how mm -hmm. would you maintain user privacy? Uh, I, I've also heard that yeah. Apple actually does that on the client side for privacy reasons. So how would they do that, for example? So this is that's a great question. So what happens is um, the data that you're training with, that's, that's the real uh, non-privacy portion of it. Um, and it's also the hard thing to get. So what I love is like major companies like IBM are releasing extremely large, you know, completely okay data sets. This is also the problem that we have in medical data, because here in the US, we have HIPAA compliance. So it's really hard to go ahead and get like a bunch of chest x-rays for checking for pneumonia, because we have to um, anonymize the data. to So that way, there's zero chance of it kind of coming back to the person. So that's extremely difficult, and then you have that part. However, there's a process called transfer learning. And transfer learning is when, let's say I have all these pets, tons and tons and tons of pets, and I put that five megabyte image on the device. 
Now, I click a picture of the pet. Now, the worst thing that can happen is it takes that photo and sends it to a server to augment the training data. That's the that's a bad thing that happens there because now my personal information is getting sent off. However, it can actually still be learning on device, but we're not learning with gigabytes of data. It's actually still learning just a little bit. So on device machine learning, um, which I think is like sometimes called ODML, <laughs> which be careful, that means a lot of things. We love our acronyms. <laughs> but on-device machine learning means that I can continue to improve that model on my device with a small or limited amount of data um, where it can uh, do what's called transfer learning to make it smarter and smarter for my particular case, my particular dogs, my particular setup. And then I can kind of like label it in the interface and say, oh, good job, this was right or this was wrong. And it doesn't have to send the data back. I can just continue to improve the model that I have on my phone. And then there's a final piece I want to give you that, which is, let's say I improve that model on my phone for a year. And now it's super smart on these different kinds of scenarios. If I can send the model back to the server, None of my personal information is in the model. That's actually uh, very anonymous. And if the model goes back to the server and they use that to improve what they ship in phones originally, that's called federated learning. And what that does is that makes it even smarter, but it never gave you a picture of me or my dog or anything like that. Um, the advantage I have there is that I don't have to worry about my personal information, but I can send the model over and still improve um, the default model for everybody who gets this and the algorithm gets smarter. Oh, wow. That's that's interesting. Federated learning. That's really mm -hmm. cool. I, I, I didn't actually know that last part was possible. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, it makes me think like if all our personal data gets on the blockchain and the ultimate feder federated learning is going to take over <laughs> AI on the blockchain. That's how it all ends. <laughs> it's like well, in the web world, uh, we've got the federated, uh, we have the, the flock, which Google just recently uh, sent out, you know, is, which is sort of for like anonymized uh, sharing of information and data. So there's a federated uh, list of like, I forgot what FLOC stands for, but they're proposing this whole kind of like anonymized grouping of user data out there. It's a pretty interesting concept. We're trying to solve a weird, um, keep people anonymous, but still grow an information uh, problem. Definitely an important problem to solve. So Gant, uh, I hear you maybe have a book that you maybe wrote yes, or something. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, here's a fun tidbit. They reached out to me, because uh, I've been kind of like active in the machine learning world for TensorFlow JS, which is TensorFlow framework on JavaScript. And they said, Hey, can we, um, can you, are you interested in writing a book for O'Reilly? And I believe it or not, I first told them no. <laughs> Uh, so they said, Hey, we want, and I, it was always like on my bucket list to write a book for O'Reilly. I was like, can we please, uh, get this? It would be awesome. However, when, uh, the, they asked, it was sort of like a busy time and I had, uh, the pandemic started happening. 
So I was like, nah, not a good time. Well, halfway through the pandemic, I just said, you know what? Uh, let me kind of like, no, actually they messaged me. They're like, you sure you don't want to write that book? <laughs> I was like, I'll give a chapter a go. And then next thing I know, I I'd, I'd written a book. <laughs> just like that. Bam. Wait, what happened? I wrote a book. That's exactly how it felt. <laughs> it really did. I was like, let me explain this. Let me explain that. Oh, I got it. I forgot to explain this. Oh, I forgot to explain that. Okay. Uh, oh, man, I got to start cutting stuff. I've only got 12 chapters. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like if there's listeners out there who are experienced at React Native, but want to start getting into the, the technology involved in machine learning, that's a good place to start, perhaps. Yeah, uh, if you if you are familiar with React, React Native, JavaScript, Web, and you're like, I don't know anything about AI, this book's for you. Are there any other things that you'd recommend as someone yourself who went from basically yeah. no machine learning experience at all to essentially an expert at machine learning, yeah. specifically TensorFlow.js? What other tools would you recommend for React Native developers who want to? Well, I mean, there's the question... Um, do you want to learn the math behind it? Mm -hmm. uh, if you are a, a math junkie and you, and so for, here's the thing for me, right? I was a straight D student in math. <laughs> I was so bad at it. I didn't understand why I needed to learn trigonomic, uh, like what is the derivative of this trigonometric function? I was just like, uh, I don't care. Why do I care? And so I did so bad at math for a long time. And then one day I started to just sort of like AI, started seeing it everywhere. Oh, if I knew more about math, I'd be able to solve this. If I knew my trig functions, I'd be able to do like a space game, you know? And I was like, all right, I, I do actually need to know these things. And then I started really caring about the math. So now I'm a little bit of a weirdo. I'll watch a math YouTube video for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so basically... If your yeah. high school or whatever math teacher had found a way to relate it to identifying Nicolas Cage's face, <laughs> maybe you would have been more invested. That You know what? That's so true. Because, like, let's be honest. What's the killer of, like, motivation? It'll be on the test. And that's, that's what a lot of math teachers say. Oh, you need to know this because it'll be on the test. Uh, okay. You know, that's going to have me that, hold this That's a good way to get them to know it exactly for a week and then not know it anymore after that. Yep. Exactly. And that's, you know, or, or just they, they have the most ridiculous word problems. Like, okay, you're trying to lift this barge with this rope. And as you're lifting it, you know, you have to find the derivative of how heavy. I don't know. Like, there's like, what? <laughs> like, how do I, I can't even put myself in this situation. Uh, and so I'm a little bit more of a, a pragmatic person. I always have to have examples. And I kind of wrote my book the same way. It's all example based learning. And um, I'd say that if you wanted to get into the math now, the Stanford 2012 Andrew Ng uh, deep learning AI course is fantastic. You will write everything from scratch, you will understand back propagation and all the cool math. Um, but to be honest, frameworks uh, do all that stuff for you. It's like, if you're the kind of person who needed to rewrite React before you used React, um, then, you know, it's kind of like learning the math before you use TensorFlow. 
which is helpful to it's a it's a helpful oh, yeah. thing for for a lot of people but it's not it's also not a requirement there's tons of like really cool yeah. tech out there that make it so you don't have to know the math if that's not interesting to you exactly it's just like any you know i'm gonna quote lawrence maroney here and say um you don't have to know the fundamentals to be good but you should learn the fundamentals if you want to be great yeah that's really true so. All right. Well, I think I think that's probably all we have time for today. But we really no! I know we'll have to have you back. I'm sure once Jamin's back, he'd love to get into machine learning as well. Yeah. Uh, so we'll yeah, have we can to, get to we'll some have fun to stuff. Have you back. Yeah. Um, but thank you so, so much for joining us. We love to have experts who are passionate about their their craft yeah uh where can people find you on the internet okay so if you want to see some fun uh ai talks lots of them including react javascript and react native um you can see all the upcoming talks that i have at gantlaboard.com um and that has all my upcoming talks you should definitely follow me on twitter because i'll i'll tweet the speaker cards and things like that which is at Gant Laborde. And uh, yeah, that's the two best ways to go ahead and see what's going on and check it out. Definitely, definitely follow Gant on Twitter if you haven't already. It's a goldmine mm-hmm. of content. Uh, Harris, <laughs> Harris, where can people find you? On Twitter, I am Nomadic Spoon. Don't ask me about the name, but uh, that's where people can find me. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, I'm at Twitter at Robin underscore Hines with an E at the end. And you can follow our React Native radio account at React Native R-D-I-O on Twitter. As always, thanks to our producer and editor, Todd Wirth, our transcript and release coordinator, Jed Bartoski, and our social media coordinator, Missy Warren. Thanks to our sponsor, Infinite Red. Check them out at infinite.red slash React Native. A special thanks to all of you listening today. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Remember that Infinite Red is hiring React Native engineers. So if you're a senior level React Native engineer located in the U.S. or Canada, go to careers.infinite.red. We will see you all next time. Bye.